and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. Trey Blossman and I will take a look at the SEC football schedule information that was announced today by the SEC. How does it affect LSU, other state schools, Sunbelt, Southland, the whole bit. We'll talk college football. We'll also talk about the NBA restart. We'll touch on Major League Baseball and the issues they're having with the virus, pandemic, breakouts, etc. All of that and much more on Sports Takes. You can think you're going to like it. Please share it with all your friends and feel free to connect on social media and give us some feedback. You can connect with me, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. Please connect. Please give feedback. If it's directed to Trey, I'll make sure he gets it. We're going to listen to a quick message, then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman, Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK, talking college football, NBA, MLB, and much more right after this pause. Stay tuned. As I mentioned, this episode, Sports Takes. About to be joined by Trey Blossman. There's some sports news hot on the wire, as they say. We'll get into that and much more and have some fun on this episode of Sports Takes. Please share this with all your friends. We appreciate all the feedback we've been getting. You can continue with that. And again, let everybody know about Talking Sports with TK and this episode of Sports Takes. Trey Blossman, hello. How are you doing today? Tommy, I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, I mentioned hot off the press, as they say, the SEC with an announcement just a short time ago that they will play 10 conference games. They'll delay the start till September 26, 10 games, one midseason open date, the SEC championship game scheduled for December 19 with everybody being off the week before. Uh, some of the reasoning was it'll give them more time to see what happens with MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, September 26th, the uniform start date for SEC football, 10 games, conference only. LSU adds Tennessee and Kentucky to the schedule. The new schedule with the opponent and the location will be announced in the coming days. But uh, following the actions of some of the other conferences around the country, and it's a shame that they're not all on the same page. That can be a discussion for another day. But that's what's up for the SEC and the LSU Tigers. And we know we have lots of LSU fans, lots of SEC fans that listen to our podcast. Trey Blossman, your thoughts? Well, you know, Tommy, I'm glad that the SEC has been holding out to make a decision um, do I wish they'd have made another week to make the decision? Yes, but I don't have to solve the logistical issues of the fallout of whatever the decision that is made. Uh, so maybe they felt like they had to do something and do it now. It seems reasonable to me. Uh, if you're going to try and play any kind of meaningful schedule to play only conference games, if you can't, fit in a what you said take a 13 or 14 week schedule to fit a full college season if you don't have that you have to shorten it yeah let's eliminate the games that don't mean anything let's play for the conference championship let's have a conference championship game let's hope that the conference champion and in the case of the sec maybe another team make it to the playoffs we've talked on previous 
episodes about the fallout of this on the also rans. And I do feel bad for the, uh, the nickel state, if you will. Uh, are they still nickel state or are they just nickels? I don't, I don't uh, know. A little, a little of both, I believe. <laughs> but you know, they're going to miss out on that three quarter of a million to million dollar payday. And that has a huge impact on their football team and athletic program. And that's too bad. But uh, it's a reasonable decision by the SEC. And looking at the teams that get added, man, Florida got the worst of it here, Tommy. Florida gets Bama and Texas A&M. Missouri gets Auburn and Texas A&M. I think it looks pretty equitable for the rest of the teams. Uh, Auburn gets South Carolina and Missouri. I don't know what kind of team South Carolina is going to have, but Auburn seems to get a little bit easier road uh, than maybe we did. But uh, I think other than Florida and Missouri getting the worst of it, I think it looks pretty fair to me. Yeah, and I think what they did was they took the next two teams from the opposite division on the schedule rotation, which in LSU's case, you know, the, the two teams that uh, that they have this year, the permanence Florida and the rotator would have been South Carolina this year which tells me that Kentucky and Tennessee would have been next up rotating after South Carolina on the LSU schedule. So I think that's what they did. I don't think they arbitrarily pulled these things no, out. I, and, Tommy, that's that's a good thing because nobody can say, hey, you know, Florida can't say, hey, they targeted us. You know? Right. You know, and here's the thing, okay? I, I applaud the SEC. I don't know they're the best football playing conference in the country, but they're the best conference in, uh, of the power fives because all these other ones coming out with announcements every other week, all summer long. And when they didn't have enough info to be making an announcement, the SEC said, Hey, we'll decide what we're going to do by the end of July. Guess what? We got one day left in July. They made their decision just like they said they would. Now they'll finalize their schedule and they'll be ready to go on September 26th. I suspect we'll all get a lot of information in the next couple of days about practice starting date, you know, games and all that. And I like the fact that they pushed it back to September 26th. Tigers were supposed to open uh, on September 5th. It's three different weeks. Give them more time to see what else is happening with the other sports and, and more ways for them to get prepared to do this. Now, is this a harbinger of things to come? Might they stay on a 10-game schedule if everything's back to normal in 2021 and add two non-conference games? I, I don't think that's worth thinking about now. We wanted to have football this fall. We didn't know what it looked like. We said that as far back as April and May. And now we have an idea what it'll look like, but everybody needs to be prepared to be flexible, just like MLB has had to be flexible with the case with the Marlins and now the Phillies and games being postponed and games being added to the schedule this week, a, a lot of the Yankees and the Orioles. They weren't supposed to play this week, but they did due to the ramifications and fallout of other things. So the SEC and the rest of college football and not just the Power Five conferences, we can go to the Southland and the Sun Belt. They're going to have to be prepared to adjust on the fly, be flexible, and know that, you know, expect the unexpected almost anything can happen here but i applaud the sec and its leadership in birmingham as well as the school presidents and the athletic directors for for, for being the, the leaders in dealing with this pandemic and putting a plan out and let's hope they can either you know ex 
execute the plan or come very close to it. You know, if you end up only getting six or seven or eight football games in, you know, everybody's going to have to grin and bear it. You make the best out of it and you adjust and go forward. You know, the game of football is a game of adjustments. Well, now the way it unfolds for the fall for all schools, including the rest of our schools in Louisiana and in this country, better be ready to adjust. Well, Tommy, say they only played six or seven games in the season. Are there playoffs? Well, they're going to have a conference championship game, and the college football playoff committee, you know, is there to try to put the best four teams in the playoffs. And if you got, you know, if if Clemson is is eight and zero, and LSU is seven and one, or Oklahoma's nine and one, or somebody else is only six and zero, you know, people are going to have to figure it out and go from there as to who they think. It may go back to some of the oddball tests which happened before the BCS, which happened before the college football playoff committee. You know, you go back 25 years ago and it was just, you know, a vote of people as to whether or not who was the national champ or not. There's going to be some subjectivity involved. And I think the fans had better be ready to accept it for what it's worth, knowing you might get the the luck of the draw and you may get the short stick in the draw. But just be fortunate that we have football if, in fact, we do have it and and enjoy it when you can, because our world has changed significantly in the last six months, which means the sports world has changed significantly. And I don't certainly I'm not smart enough to know what's next in the next 15 minutes. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. So I think you just have to grin and bear it and, and enjoy what you can and go from there. Well, look. People are looking forward to enjoying it, even if it's one game, Tommy. I I, I don't know where it's going, where we're heading. Uh, if you're going to have a season, you have to have plans for one. So at least we have plans now. Instead of saying, hey, we're going to wait and see, we're going to wait and see, we're gonna, we have a plan. We'll see how soon the schedule comes out. Uh, obviously, they got a lot of work to do there uh, as the season has been shortened, but uh, – we have something to at least target and look forward to at this point in time. May never happen, but it, it, at least it's on the on the board for right now, Tommy. And, and and quickly, I just want to say this is an age-old topic. I've harped on it for 20 years. You know, the Power Five or football needs to be its own division among the under the umbrella of the NCAA. Get get a commissioner, get a, a league president or a power five president and have a board that makes decisions. And you know, I, I don't know that it's real good that the ACC and the big 12 and the Pac 12 and the big 10 and the SEC are all doing something a little different. I think uniformity would be better. Maybe this m- pandemic and this 2020 season may lead to that at some point. Although many people have been clamoring for that for many, many years, and that could be a topic for another day. So, that's the latest on SEC and college football. Trey, the NBA will restart tonight. You're more of an NBA guy than I am. I know you 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 have some issues with some of the things they've done, but you are going to check out the Pelicans tonight and their restart. I, I'm not going to pay any attention to the NBA. I'll just be honest with people. But I know you, who are a big follower of the NBA, big proponent of it, and you love watching pro basketball your thoughts on the restart of the NBA? Well, the first thing is, is Zion Williamson is going to play for the Pelicans tonight. 
I saw that five minutes before we started recording. I flipped onto the pregame show, and that was the graphic that was on the TV was that he would play. Uh, some may or may not know he had to leave the bubble to go home to deal with some family affair that remains unnamed. And I have to give the media credit for respecting his privacy. I've not read one speculation about what he may have left for. And, and that's rare, Tommy. Somebody be trying to get some kind of headline in about saying something, but uh, who knows what it was. We don't need to know what it was. He's back. He served a four-day quarantine. He will go tonight for the Pelicans, who won all three of their scrimmages prior to the getting back to real play tonight. They look really good, Tommy. They're really deep. Uh, I think this is a team that will, if not capture that eighth playoff spot, will get in the nine spot and get to play a two-game playoff against Memphis. They'll have to beat them twice to get into that eighth spot, but I think they can do it. Uh, the depth of this team and the pace that they play with, when you can pe play fast and you're deep, that's a real advantage, Tommy. And uh, they've had different people lead them in scoring in each of these three scrimmages. The last time they played Utah, Brandon Ingram put up 49 points. I heard he's gained 10 or 15 pounds during this time off since March the 12th. Looking forward to seeing what he can do tonight. I know in the scrimmage the other night, Josh Hart spent a good bit of time defending uh, the Greek freak from Milwaukee, and he and Drew Holiday can both guard any position on the court, and that's a real advantage, Tommy. When you got two shooting guards that can guard even down in the post, it just really helps your defense with your switching and stuff. Yeah, I'm greatly looking forward to the game tonight. I'll tell you something really funny. Uh, I got home about an hour ago from Franklinton. My my wife called me, and she asked something, and then she paused, and she says, you feel like doing anything tonight? <laughs> and I got a lump in my throat, and my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> and then she started laughing at me. <laughs> That's funny. I told her, I said, aren't, aren't you the funny girl? You know? No, no, one nothing Trish on that one. There's no <laughs> well, <yeah>. doubt. <laughs> she definitely scored there. <laughs> well, look, I'm, uh, I guess I'm deferring all the NBA stuff to you. Although, you know, they have not had a positive test in like 10 or 11 days. The bubble thing appears to be working for the most part. I know there's been a hiccup or two, but uh, that that's what I'm going to, be interested in or are they going to have the problems MLB has had with the breakout of a positive tests? You know, they've been doing the bubble thing, but it's going to be a little different when they start sweating and flying around on that court or whatever. Um, we, we'll see. That's going to be interesting for me to follow as well as all the football people, the high school sports. We said this weeks ago, Trey, MLB and NBA are going to start. Will they have to stop is a question. The MLB is having their issues. We, we, it's well documented. And who knows when that'll stop. But I don't think everybody's going to get 60 games in as they planned. And I, we'll see what happens with the NBA. NHL's kind of got a bubble thing going for the hockey fans out there. Time will tell. But uh, that's the only thing I'm interested in with the NBA. Well, you know, Tommy, uh the big difference between the NBA being in the bubble and granted some players have violated that and done things they weren't supposed to do, 
But the big difference between the NBA and the MLB is MLB is traveling. Uh, so you, you've got teams in hotels, you've got teams going out eating meals. Uh, there, there's more exposure there. And uh, it's not as controlled an environment, obviously. So uh, that's the big difference as I see it. Hopefully the NBA will continue to uh, pull this off and there are no major issues. But we'll see. Who knows anything right now, Tommy? Uh, who's, who knows what tomorrow brings? Let's hopefully it brings the sun up, you know? Yeah, and as you mentioned, the traveling thing is a big question mark. That, that's what has hindered MLB. And, of course, football will have to travel, whether it's NFL, college football, or even the high school guys got to get in a bus and go to another stadium sometime. So uh, that all remains to be seen. Uh, we, we do have some sports flying around, you know, the PGA Tours got some stuff going and, and uh, there's more things to talk about now. And now the topics will be a little different going forward. I'm still not a big fan of, of the crossover between politics and sports. Uh, I think people turn in, turn on an MLB game to watch baseball. You turn on an NBA game to watch basketball, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to want politics and all that stuff, take check out your favorite news reporting source, whatever that might be, whatever you want to do. Uh, so that's the part that bothers me. But as I said in last week's podcast, uh, I, I disagree with a lot of it. They don't care what I think. I'm just going to enjoy the sport that I want to enjoy and go from there. And, and enjoy it as long as you do enjoy it. And when huge Black Lives Matter lettering on the court causes you not to enjoy it, then you turn it off. Yeah, you know, I heard from many friends, Tommy, that they really were disappointed with the BLM on the pitching mound the first weekend of Major League Baseball. Right, yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing with that, okay? I was disappointed, and I think I'm going to fall into the category. Look, I've watched a lot of baseball since they started playing. I got the baseball package. I've watched a lot of them, okay? I'm not going to kid anybody. I like listening on the radio. I can get that through my satellite radio package. I can get any game, any broadcast, uh, home or away. Now, but what I think is going to happen, because it already happened to me a couple of times, is kind of like years ago in the NFL when Kaepernick decided to kneel down and the NFL encouraged that, it kind of became like, if I don't have anything else to do, I might watch it. You know, if I have no other better option, I'll put a game on or, or two. And I, the other night, I, I missed some baseball that I would have normally watched because somebody said, hey, let's go get a cold beer. And I said, yeah, that sounds good. Where last year, I might have said, no, nah, I'm watching the game. I'll catch you another time, you know. So, but anyway, we, we'll Und see how perfect, that goes. Perfectly, perfectly understood. Perfectly yeah, understood. we'll see how it goes. But anyway, uh, any closing thoughts from you, Trey, as we wrap up this episode of Sports Takes? And once again, we strongly encourage people to share this with your friends and keep pumping some feedback at Trey and I. We always appreciate it. I got two things real quick, Tommy. Uh, as far as the social messaging on the jerseys, I hate it. I'm not for it in any way, shape, or form. But that said, I, I'm curious to see how creative some of these things are and uh, see if anybody can match Rod Smart of He Hate Me fame. Uh, that was brilliant what he did. And, uh, of course, he parlayed a brief stint in the XFL into five years in the NFL. Uh, secondly, 
And I wish I had the quote in front of me, but I don't. But you might have heard it. Did you hear what Coach O said relative to where they might play a football game? <laughs> yep. Well, he tell, said, tell, tell, yeah. tell everybody what he said. He said, you can call me at midnight. We'll play you in a pasture. <laughs> you can get the cows out the way. They'll play. No, you know, and, and look, I, I, I like the the brashness of Ed Ogeron. I think that's part of the reason he's had so much success. He is the reigning national champs and, you know, the most prolific offensive football team in the history of college football and a team that went 15-0 and where they beat seven top 10 teams on the way. and Not just beat, but crush beat them, beat them uh, people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and the, the team they struggle with the most, Auburn, you know, ended up with not as good a record as some of the other teams they crushed. But, you know, but Auburn and LSU, that's always its own thing anyway. But, no, Ed Ogeron, I, I, I chuckled when I saw that comment. And, you know, he's continuing to recruit. They're continuing to work. And, and he's got that program in the mindset that he wants it to be in. And don't be mistaken. They have got a tremendous amount of talent on this football team again, like they did last year. I'm not saying they're going to go 10 and 0 or 11 and 0, or I guess it'd be 14. You know, it'd be 11, be 14, 13 games 13. if you want it all. Uh, I'm not ready to say anything like that. I, as you know, last year I correctly forecast them to go undefeated because I knew how much talent they had. They got just as much talent, if not more. Offense, defense, special teams. The coaching staff is top of the line. The uh, support analyst staff is top of the line. Coach Orsron, uh, you know, I, I just think you got to give him credit. And uh, if you're an LSU fan, whether they play 10 games or six games or 13 games, get ready. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too, Tommy. Look forward All to right, it. All right, Trey, enjoy the weekend. We'll, we'll fire out some more stuff next week, uh, maybe Monday. Uh, we'll be into August. We should have some more information on uh, college football and maybe even some NFL stuff. So let's uh, do that and hope everybody uh, enjoys the weekend. Great. Thank you, Tommy.